Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Norwich, UK with my new friend James Hammond, the host of the Winging It podcast. James grew up in Norwich and loves how it's such a historic and safe city. In this episode, James and I talk about attending the Latitude Festival, visiting the Adam and Eve pub, and exploring Norwich Castle. You hear about these three amazing experiences, plus a bunch more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Norwich. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine, and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash bluffworks for a special offer and to select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, James, welcome to the show. Hey, Lee, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. Today, we're talking about Norwich, UK, and it's honestly a city that I'd never heard of before you reached out to me. Can you tell us a little bit about the city and like, uh, what's your connection to it? So I'm from Norwich. Well, I'm 32, so I was born early 89, 1989, but um, grew up there for the first 20, uh, I'd say 18 years, actually, before I left for university. Um, so that's my connection. Parents are from there. All my family and friends are from there and also went to school there. So if you want to hear some things about it, it's um, it used to be the second city in uh, in England up until the Industrial Revolution. So it's kind of got very historic buildings and institutions. It's quite an old city. It's quite a sleepy city. It's on, it's on the east side. Of, uh, of the UK. So I think it's the most easterly city in the UK. And it's got some historic facts and buildings and old explorers, if you like, from the area um, that it's kind of known for. So yeah, that's kind of my connection. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, we're going to get into like some of those buildings and, and some of the history of the city. Okay, so you mentioned it's on the east side of, of your island of UK. Kind of where in relation to maybe like a bigger city like Manchester or, or London, where would it be at in relation to those cities? It's probably best to go for London. It's a two-hour two hour train ride from London. So you want to go east, well, northeast from London, because if you go east, you go into the water. But imagine <laughs> imagine looking at London as a circle and you go northeast and you go into Essex, Suffolk and Norfolk. They're the counties. And Norwich is kind of like the last stop towards the, the coast, basically. Okay. So if you think of like a, the face of a clock, uh, and if London's in the middle, it would be around like two o'clock or one o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, two. Awesome. Okay, so like right now you're actually living in, in Vancouver, so you've you've left the city and everything else like that, but family's still back there, right? Yeah, uh, family, friends are, are kind of still there. It's quite a small city. It's got hundred twenty thousand people, maybe. Okay, all right. On so you growing up there, you must have a lot of experiences and everything like that. So. If you had to describe the, the city or the people in just a couple of words, how would you do that? Uh, I think Norwich people are very friendly and I'm going to say insular. So a lot of people don't leave um, because it's such a nice place to live. It's got uh, one of the lowest crime rates in the UK. It, it's still a city, so it's got a bit of industry there to, to work. And the schools are really good. So I think that coupled with the coast being 20 to 30 minutes away by car, I think it's, it's actually a really good place to live and um, to grow up in. So a lot of people go there to either bring kids up or, or retire. So it's also got a top university there. So it's kind of got a cool mix of people across the spectrum, but a lot of people don't leave. So it's kind of like a family feel to the city, I'd say. Oh, nice. 
And like uh, you're kind of mentioning there, it being you know, so far east. What's the weather like throughout the year? It's the driest place in the UK, the county Norfolk, which Norwich is in. So it gets one of the least rainfall. So it's a, a dry place. Also, that's very important because some of the county that Norwich is in is actually under sea level. So um, um, if we had constant rain, I don't think it would be there. So it's kind of like a dry, gets quite hot in the summer as well on some days. So London kind of gets really hot because I think big cities normally do because of the geography of the place. But um, after London, it would be, probably be Norwich next. who probably gets a bit of a bit of heat in the summer. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of people think when they think of UK, you know, they think of like rainy and cloudy and, and kind of dreary, you know. <laughs> yeah. But if you're if you're there over on the on the east side and you're not getting that much rain, is it more of a temperate climate as far as like the, the temperature? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, UK is small, so it's not going to be like a huge difference between west and east in terms of the temperature. Um, but it'd probably be one or two degrees nicer and yeah, drier. So if you're looking for that sort of mix that probably be a great place to start it's quite near cambridge as well so everyone knows cambridge because cambridge university right it's about 45 minutes to an hour by car so a lot of people live in between those two that makes a lot of sense now if somebody was planning their trip to norwich what time of year should they plan on visiting based on the weather or based on different events that happen throughout the year i would probably go around may i've seen to come back may quite a bit because it's kind of not too hot but also it's dry and a lot of events happening so um, a lot of festivals it's towards the end of the football season, so uh, Norwich City, the main football club, could be doing well or probably wanting some some crowds to go and watch their games. So it's kind of like a good time to be around Norwich, is probably May, I'd say. Right on. And what are some of those festivals that happen? Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's been quite a few. Radio One, which is a radio station in the UK, they've done a big weekend in Norwich a few times, which is kind of like the best acts go and perform for a weekend, so Friday to Sunday. That's been in Norwich two or three years ago those sort of big events come there's a, there's a festival called latitude festival which is pretty close to norwich it's like a small i don't want to say small glastonbury because glastonbury is huge but it's up and coming uh, it's probably one of the biggest growing festivals in the uk uh, it's, a, it's a music festival but you, you get comedians go there and and food stalls so that's pretty close to norwich as well couple of that with the big acts so a lot of acts come to play at the stadium where norwich city play because obviously they need to wait until they finish the season people like elton john I think David Bowie back in the day, uh, Noel Gallagher comes, like all these like top acts come to Norwich around May. So it's a good time to go. Fantastic. Okay. So if we want to plan our trip to, uh, to visit Norwich or while we're there visiting London or, or any of the other cities in, in the UK, like how would we actually get to Norwich? If you're in London, you need to get to Liverpool Street Station, which is one of the main hubs in, in London. The train goes direct to Norwich and um, via a few stops. Uh, you could also potentially fly into Norwich as international airport. So if for some reason you're flying from anywhere to Amsterdam, Amsterdam's a 30 minute flight. So you can connect to Norwich from Amsterdam. So that's quite a good hub if you're in Europe as well. Otherwise, if you want to drive from London, it's going to take two hours up the uh, M11 is the road. And um, there's always coaches going to and from that area. So again, you can go to Victoria Coach Station in central London and get a coach to Norwich too. They're probably your best bets in terms of travel. Oh, good. There's a lot of different options. Like, say we're in Europe and we're either we live there or we're just checking out some of the other cities in Europe. What airline would we fly if we want to go into into Norwich? Uh, KLM. Um, I think Flybe do flights as well, but KLM is the main international one. That's why you can fly from Amsterdam pretty cheap and pretty quickly. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so 
say we fly into Norwich and we're we're there and we're going to go explore around the city. From the airport to the city, is there public transportation or do we do we rent a car? Like, what's the best way to get around? Uh, it's a pretty small place, but um, there's definitely taxis at the airport. And the airport is obviously on the outskirts of town. So um, I would probably hire a car. But then saying that all the things I'm going to recommend are probably in the city centre. So you probably don't need a car. Um, you can just walk around the, the main part of the city. But um, you've got flexibility cars available. But yeah, taxi would be a 15 minute ride. Okay. Yeah, because if, you, if you're just going to have the car sit, there's really no reason to rent a car if, if you can walk everywhere. Yeah, it's just that if you want the option to maybe go to the Norfolk Broads, which is a, a further out of Norwich, which is like a man-made waterway system that goes to the sea and some classic coastal towns along the coast. Um, if you want to see them, yeah, I would get a car. But otherwise, if you stick into Norwich, the city itself, then yeah, you don't need one. Nice. Now, one of the things I, I normally do is uh, use public transportation as much as I can and then kind of supplement that with like a ride share or something. Is is like Uber or Lyft or one of those type of services available there? No, it's just the uh, standard taxi that you get on the, on the street and um, hasn't got that far yet. Okay. <laughs> still evolving, still evolving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. still evolving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so based on that, then where in the city should we look for a hotel or is are there major like hotel brands like Marriott and Hilton, or is it more like boutique hotels and like Airbnbs? You definitely won't get um, those high-end hotels in Norwich. Probably the most high-end hotel or most comfortable that a lot of people do go to is the Maid's Head Hotel. It's situated brilliantly between the cathedral and the city centre. Um, it's on the corner, and it's probably I would say best hotel in Norwich, and it's in like a Grade Two listed building. I think um, it's built in, so it's quite a historic building too. And it's a great location. And you've also got the classic, I don't know if you might know much about UK brands, but Travel Lodge and Premier Inns, they're like uh, standard hotels, like two, three star. They would be dotted about um, Norwich to go and stay in. So if you want your very comfortable but not too pricey accommodation, that's a that's a good option. Um, but when we go back, we actually stay in Airbnb because um, there's lots of Airbnbs in pretty much in central Norwich. So um, you can get a really comfortable apartment or flat pretty central. If you want comfort in terms of your own home, Airbnb is definitely a way to go. Um, but if you're definitely a hotel, I'd say Maid's Head. I know that when I've traveled to London, it's obviously pretty expensive. It's a big city, you know, kind of like New York, right? Now, when we're staying there in Norwich, what type of rates should we expect? So Maid's Head Hotel is going to be like $145 a night. But the Premier Inn and Travel Lodge is going to be like about $50 a night US. So, yeah, split between the two. It's not too bad. Yeah, no, that's a definitely a good price because I know that sometimes when I've when I've gone to London, I mean, just the prices, you know, easily two, three, four hundred dollars a night for some of the hotels. So it's a, oh god, no, you you won't, you probably won't even find. Well, Maytag Hotel, you you could probably have like the best room in the hotel, right? Might approach those sort of numbers, but I don't think Norwich would have that real high end pricing for for accommodation because it's just not it's not the same level as like London in terms of visitors, right? So oh sure, yeah, I think it'd be a bit, definitely a bit cheaper. Right on. So, okay. So we got our hotel. We got, we we're probably either renting a car or, or just using taxis or walking around. What are some of the things we should be doing when, when we visit Norwich? Yeah, I've got a list of things that you probably should visit. It's a very historical place. I think I said before. So one of the things that you probably should visit is the Norwich Cathedral. It was built in the Norman times, I believe. Um, so it constructed between 1096 and 1145. And it's the second tallest cathedral in UK. So it's a pretty big one. Oh, wow. And it's bang right in, right in city centre. You can't miss it. Um, it's got a huge spire 
So um, Maid's Head Hotel is right next to it. <laughs> so if you stay at Maid's Head Hotel, it's about a 30 second walk through the, uh, the cathedral gates and you're straight into the cathedral grounds. Let's say you're in Maid's Head Hotel, you walk out the front door to the left, you get Norwich Cathedral. That's great. To your right, almost immediately is Elm Hill, which is a 16th century street, Georgian times. Um, there's a few buildings that are still existing from those times. So it's got that cobbled stone street. Uh, you've probably seen the classic British films, maybe. Oh, yeah. And the, the buildings are quite low, so you have to like duck down and get in them. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not that tall, so I don't think I'll, I'll have to duck. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely worth visiting, 100%. And then uh, you've got Norwich Castle, which probably be your third place to go and see, which is a bit more further in town, up the hill, um, which was uh, kind of commissioned by William the Conqueror, actually, in 1066, when he won his battle at Hastings. So he identified Norwich as a place to be fortified. So he obviously commissioned the cathedral and then the castle. And there's, there's a viewpoint in Norwich, a bit further out of town, where you can see both, and they're quite both high up, because um, Norwich Castle's kind of on a mound. So Norfolk, where the place Norwich is, is flat, flat as a pancake, but um, Norwich has got a few hills. So the city of Norwich, the castle's kind of built on top of a hill on a moat, so you can look over the town. I guess that's why he built it there, right? So um, those two are quite close together, Norwich Cathedral and Castle. So they're definitely very historical to go and see. And then, yeah, if you want to visit the largest six-day open-air market, Norwich Market is just down the road from the castle too. So you can go there and, and see some, some independent stores and food places. Well, fantastic. Now, just looking around, I, I saw some other things. Now, you mentioned the cathedral. I saw that there's a, a Protestant cathedral and a Catholic cathedral. Yes. What's the difference between the two, obviously, other than religion, obviously? Yeah, the two, the two, two cathedrals, believe it or not, I've never been in the, the Roman Catholic one, which is a bit further out of town. Um, it's still city centre, but it's on the, on the edge. It'd be a bit of a walk. That was built in the, in the Victorian times in the mid-1800s. UK's got a bit of a history. It kind of flips between Protestant and Catholic quite a lot. So, you know, Henry VIII came along and decided that he didn't like the Pope. He, he wanted to get divorced to his wife. So that was a big no-no back in the day. <laughs> That's why Protestants kind of drove up from that because they feel like they had a bit more freedom. So I think Norwich was the first ever place that the Pope, back in the day, this is like in the mid-1100s, kind of like abandoned Norwich and refused to acknowledge it um, because uh, it was kind of seen as a bit of a rebel city against the Catholic Church. Yeah, I guess the Catholic cathedral was built maybe because they didn't have one. So I guess there's a segregation in the city. So that's why it's built very much later on. It's not as impressive as the uh, Protestant cathedral. Okay. So the Protestant one is the one that it's the main one in the city. And then the other yeah. one is also, you know, some good history to it, but it's, it's a little bit, a couple hundred years older. I mean, younger and a little bit further outside of the city. Yeah, definitely worth seeing, uh, but maybe not on your top hit list. Maybe if you've got a bit more time. Right on. <laughs> now you mentioned like obviously the Norwich castle. There's also something called the castle quarter. Is that similar or what is that? That's just the grounds around the castle. Nowadays, it's got like food places and shops and stuff. The castle's on the hill. You've got a moat that goes around it. And then they built the castle quarter next to the moat. Um, it has a direct link into the castle. So you can um, go to the castle, do some sightseeing, do some tours, and then go to the castle quarter and kind of check those grounds out as well. They've got like really old, you know, there's like stone walls. Like Norwich is full of walls that are like, I don't know, 800 years old where they're just kind of crumbling away over time. But they've got like these like random Roman walls that are kind of like around the city. So I think Castle Court has a few of those walls just like standing there on their own. So cool little place. It's so amazing. I mean, the, just coming from a, from the American perspective that 
you have walls that are just crumbling that are literally older than our country <laughs> by hundreds of years. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's, it's, yeah, so, it's, it's so fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's also something I saw that's called Tombland. Yes. What, what is that? That is an area which, again, is right next to Maid's Head Hotel. So definitely a place to go if you want to stay to the main things. But it's an area where people think it's a burial ground, but it's not. It's actually an area where nowadays in the, in the modern times, it's kind of like got some trendy bars, but it leads on to Elm Hill. It's that main road that goes from the city centre past the cathedral and Elm Hill straight to Maid's Head Hotel. And you can go right back round to the Adam and Eve pub which is the oldest pub in Norwich that's built in 1249. So if you want a really old pub, go to the Adam and Eve. Yeah, that road kind of from Tombland goes around there. It's a really old historic area. Tombland is two old English words that mean open ground or empty space. Oh, wow. Um, so I think it's used as the main marketplace like way back in the day. And it's like the hub of like town life, if you like. Nice. Well, speaking of uh, you know, the Adam Eve pub and, and, and food and drinks, where are some of the places we should go eat and drink while we're there in Norwich? Well, I did Adam and Eve 100% because um, they do also a ghost tour. So one fact about Norwich is that um, it's rumored that the people who built the cathedral, which is like really tall, it took like 78 years. A lot of people died doing that. So they're all buried underneath the road that leads to the cathedral, which is where Tombland is probably why it gets its reputation definitely in in the cathedral grounds so the adam and eve pub do great drinks again it's a small pub you got to duck down and get in it's in a really old building but yeah you can have a great drink there and you do a ghost tour they do ghost tours that run from there all year round so they take you around at night to different different old buildings I did one of those in New Orleans once and oh yeah 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 I'm 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 a skeptic as far as that goes you know I don't really believe in ghosts too much but they freak you out I will say I will say that like I don't know if it's just the narration the way that they tell the stories or just the the circumstances you're in but my hair like on my arms like definitely stands up straight in some of those some of the things that they tell us you know yeah yeah hundred um, <laughs> percent not, 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 not my scene but uh, I met a guy here who uh, he lives on Vancouver Island and he went to Norwich specifically to do the ghost tour so I'm like wow like people go there from all around the world to go and do that ghost tour. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. But yeah, um, other places to drink. My favorite place is the Coach and Horses Pub, which is on Thorpe Road. And it's just by the train station on the left-hand side. It's a very popular pub in Norwich. Do great food and drink. I love everything about it. Like their home, uh, their own ale, they do. love that. And uh, the food's great too. So open all year round. From what I've heard, some in some of the pubs, a lot of the, the beers or ales are, are served like at room temperature. Like I'm more of a, I need it like ice cold. You know, okay. Am I going to find like ice cold beer there, or is it more of yeah, just yeah, that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ice cold beer there. Yeah, even the uh, the home ale is not ice cold, but it's cold. It's not like um, room temperature. Okay. Um, but you will find some ales there that will be room temperature. I guess my favorite is called Doom Bar, which is a it's a Cornish ale. Um, it's quite smooth. Not very hoppy, which is what I like. Yeah, you can find all sorts in there. But a fact about Norwich and drinking is that they had one pub for every day of the year. That used to be the the saying. So there's 365 pubs that you can go and visit in Norwich in a small small area. So there's it's a popular drinking place. Well, apparently, well, that, <laughs> that's yeah. quite quite the number of choices. Yeah. So, right. On. What are some of the places that you know? Obviously, drinking is good. I like to drink, but. You need to have a make sure you have a, a full stomach. That way, it's, you don't end up in a bad day. You know. So, yeah. where are some of the food places that you should go to? I would go to the Norwich Market. 
the Norwich food market. So that one I mentioned earlier, the Norwich open air market has a great selection of food. It's kind of up and coming. It's got a huge selection, like ranging from vegan to full on meat. Norwich is up and coming for vegan food. It's like a, it's a bit of a vegan hub. So you definitely find your vegan stuff on this market. But this is like street food. They've got great fish and chips there. Um, they've also got a great Indian there. Um, they've got a mushy pea stall. So I don't know if you like mushy peas. <laughs> it's a very British thing to have fish and chips. But um, I love mushy peas. In case you don't know what that is, that's like marrow-fat peas that are, that are squashed. A, a bit of mint sometimes goes in there, but they've got a mushy pea store they should try out. Um, they've also got dim sim, and they've got an Italian Sicily market there too. So there's a whole range. They've got a hog roast there, like falafel. There's literally so much choice. So churros as well. So yeah, head to that Norwich market. That's like a, like one of the perfect places if you're going with a group of friends or like yes. you know, or even like with my wife because she likes to be able to sample a little bit of everything. And this way you can go to one spot and everybody's happy because they, everybody gets exactly what they want versus going to a, one restaurant and, and somebody's upset because the food choice that they want isn't available. Yeah, 100%. And if you, if you want to go breakfast, I'd probably go to the street cafe or olive cafe. They do traditional English breakfasts. But um, if you want just like lunchtime or later, then Norwich Market is your place. Any other like options as far as like say I, I want to take my wife out like, on a nice date? Is there like a higher end restaurant that, that you'd recommend? Yeah, I'd go to the Assembly House. It's a Georgian grade one listed building. So it's got great grounds. And actually it's one of the one of the 12 historic buildings in Norwich. But they do very high end. Uh, they do afternoon tea if you want to go during the day. But in the evening, they do like three, five, seven, eight course meals. And obviously the normal one course or two course, whatever. But it's not fine dining, but it's a very classy feel to it, I'd say. Like, like dim lights and great service as well. Oh, fantastic. Uh, what about if uh, it's like mid-afternoon, we want a little bit of a snack, maybe some ice cream or a little uh, sweet treat? Where would we go for that? In terms of sweet treat, I'll probably go to the churros, churros store on the uh, on the market. Norwich Market has churros for people. It's called churros for the people. I'll get my sweet treat from there. I'm always uh, I'm always down for a churro, so that, <laughs> that sounds <Yeah>. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, well, James, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips for for Norwich. I've learned a lot. I didn't even know about the city, but now I, I definitely have to go and, and possibly do the ghost tour. We're, we're going to see. I'm on the fence <laughs> on that one. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Norwich, uh, where should they go and what should they eat? They need to go to Grosvenor Fish Bar. It's one of the top rated fish and chip bars in UK. So um, be prepared to queue, but it's going to be worth the wait if you get lucky in space and doors. Um, it's got like a dingy, funky dungeon down there you can eat in, but um, the fish and chips are absolutely incredible. So, Grosvenor Fish Bar. Right on. That sounds awesome. Now, like you said, you grew up in, in Norwich and lived there basically till you went away for, for college. What's one of your most memorable stories of living there? There's quite a few. I would say I loved that 17, 18-year-old period of time where you left school to be able to drive, right? So me and my friends would always like plan a weekend or a week during the day in between class where we go to sea. So we drive out 30 minutes to the coast. And because there's so many different options around the coast, we would like probably go to Norwich City Centre for like a breakfast first, like one of the cafes I said, and then head out to the beach and just hang out there and probably have a bit of a barbecue on the beach in the evening. So I remember like in sixth form, it's called sixth form, it's like college. We were doing that quite a lot. So that's kind of what I remember as like a fond memory of that, of like that time before I left. Yeah, those are like some of the best times of your life right there, I'm Quite sure. Quite free. Yeah, very free. <laughs> <laughs> right 
Right on. Well, well speaking of good times and, and happy memories, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in, in Norwich? Uh, the happy hour, I would go to the rooftop bar, uh, which is on Rose Lane, because as it says in the name, it's got a, a skyline view of Norwich. It's almost on top of a hill. So you can see Norwich Cathedral, the Norwich City Football Stadium, the Norwich Castle. You might even be able to see the Norwich Catholic Cathedral, potentially. Yeah, the rooftop bar, happy hour. I think it's four to six or three to six. But yeah, I'd go there. Oh, that sounds so much fun. So I love it when you have uh, places that have not only good drinks and, and good kind of environment, but also just amazing views. Yeah, getting espresso martini on the go, they're, they're great there. So uh, yeah, you can uh, sip away and enjoy the view. Right on. That sounds like a, so much fun. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. What's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Norwich? Yeah, I'm going to say Brick Pizza is the place to go. It's got like wooden tables. It's quite casual, but they do thin crust pizzas with all your tr- traditional toppings. So yeah, that's the place to go to for pizza. Well, fantastic. I know that you with your podcast, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Between that podcast and, and like just your personal travels, I know you've kind of traveled all over the world. What's one of your best travel tips? My best travel tip is take your time. So many people are in a rush these days to bucket list places and tick them off one by one in a quick period of time. But if you have the means to, and you're traveling about, let's say an area, let's say you go to Norwich, for example, just take your time. Like, don't be in a rush and try and do it in a day or two, because if you stay an extra day or two, you might find something that I've not even mentioned. So um, I would definitely take your time when you travel, if time and money allows, and savor the experience because a lot of people don't savor, they just go to tell their friends that they've been somewhere, but not actually savor what they're doing or even enjoy it as much. So yeah, take your time. Yeah, no, for sure. I know some people that they're on a big journey. They visit every country in the world and, and some of them, they barely left the airport, but they count uh, they count that as visiting the city. And, you know, I mean, just like anything, whether it's like you're working out on your own or whatever, you know whether or not you did those push-ups. You know whether or not you, <laughs> you, know whether or not you actually explored that country. And yeah, maybe you, you checked off the box, but you really didn't build that experience and you're really not any better for it. So... I think, like, you know, in my younger days, I've been guilty of that, 100%. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, just taking places off. and But now I'm much older. I, I do tend to want to savor somewhere first and, and try and enjoy it more and actually go there because I want to, not because I feel like I have to. Absolutely. Now, yeah, like when I worked in the corporate world, I was always in a rush. Like, I'm like, oh, th- yes. I got to get back. I only have so many vacation days and everything like that. <laughs> and I try to cram in so much. But realistically, the company's still standing after I left. Like I wasn't, I wasn't that important, you know, in, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things where, you know, if I was gone for a, a day or two extra, wouldn't have mattered. And I wish I would have learned that lesson uh, sooner. Yeah. I mean, unless it's your own thing, like your own business or your own baby, if you like, in terms of uh, if it's a podcast or a blog or your own chess business, whatever it is, then you, you probably would be the most important person. But generally, any company you work for that I've experienced, like, they make you sound that you're important, but actually when you leave, they just move on to the next one. So Yeah. Five years later, nobody there will remember you. That's absolutely exactly. true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, well, James, again, it was a pleasure talking to you, learning so much about Norwich. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure, yeah. No, it's been a pleasure to come on. Loved it. Yeah, I'm James Hammond. I also host the podcast called The Wigging It Podcast. It's a travel podcast for all types of travel, but it's predominantly based around that gap year backpacking type mentality. So a lot of people come on who have probably like left their job and gone traveling for a year or six months. And we sort of like exchange stories about where we've been in the world and some give some travel tips and recommendations for places to go to. And it's a weekly podcast on a Monday. So I release every Monday. 
and it's available on all your favorite podcast platforms so spotify apple amazon castbox geo seven all the links can be found on my social media uh, i also release it on youtube these days so um i'm getting my catalog kind of up to date if people don't want to be on video i sort of put still photos behind the uh, audio so they can like look at my photos while they listen to it but yeah it's all, all available on on youtube too yeah awesome that, that, sounds, that sounds like so much fun i'll include links to all that in the show notes for sure but if somebody has a question about your podcast or about norwich uh, or even about Vancouver, since that's where you live now. Uh, what's the best way for, for somebody to reach you on social media? Yeah, I'm on uh, pretty much all social media. So Instagram's probably my biggest one. You can search James Hammond Travel. I think even when you podcast, you probably search that and find me. I've got the blue logo. You can um, DM me on that, or you can send me a comment on that. I'm also on Facebook, Winging It Podcast. Also on TikTok, um, James Hammond Travel. But you can also visit my website, jameshammond.org, where I have like a contact form on there if you want to send me any email. Or you can directly email me at jameshammondtravel at gmail.com. Any of those uh, sort of media platforms are fine with me. Yeah, get in touch. Well, that sounds awesome. Well, again, we'll include links to all that in the show notes. And it was such a pleasure talking to you. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. Anytime. What a wonderful conversation with James. I love learning about lesser known cities like this that are filled with such rich history. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Norwich. We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate partner of today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs so that way you can stay recall free while traveling. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code LEAD to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we head to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to speak with my new friend Bob Demena of the Traveler's Blueprint Podcast. In this episode, Bob and I talk about the history of the Independence Hall, exploring Rittenhouse Square, and attending a game at the sports complex. We hope you'll join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations. Mm-hmm.